Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Review of Death, a Doctor Who podcast, your home for Doctor Who news and reviews every fortnight. Okay, there we go. Slightly different. Slightly I different. thought I'd change it up a bit a today. A variation on a theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Matthew Toflo. I'm joined by Billy Garrett-John, as always. Hello. How are you doing, Billy? I'm really good, thank you. Yeah, I'm doing very good. I spent most of today watching Silver Nemesis. Very good. So I am happy. And I watched it after closing time. Mm. So it... took the sour taste out of my mouth a little bit. Yeah, see, I did it the other way around. I watched Closing Time first. I Mm. set myself up for shitness, and then I thought anything that comes afterwards is going to be far more refreshing. So So I did the dirty on Closing Time, really. I'm I'm in a much calmer place, you know, mentally, in that case. So we might have a bit of a contrast of approaches for it. (laughs) I don't know. Um, So any Doctor Who news to get to before we start? Well, I mean, we can kind of talk... Tumbleweed. Is, isn't there like um, a rumour about all the new Who Doctors coming back for the 60th? Yeah, There's that's going to be around. like a couple of specials this, in the yeah, 60th year. That was from The Sun. The yeah. Sun revealed that. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe. Take it with a dump truck of salt. Yeah, we'll, we'll soon see. Chris Freckleston was mentioned. But, yeah. you know, given that... Given the relationship between Russell and yeah, Chris and that is... whole period of time probably isn't going to be the case. Um, and Matt saw Christopher Eccleston. I did in yeah. person. I um, did, and he was bloody tall. Apparently, he was very tall, very yeah. big man. Yeah. I was shocked. Um, yeah, but he seemed nice enough. Christopher Eccleston is a tall man. Is your main takeaway from yeah, the news yeah, segment yeah. for today's, <laughs> today's episode? That's the news. <laughs> Breaking news: <laughs> Christopher Eccleston's tall. Um, so I'm very nice. Um, <laughs> Uh, oh, we have news that I don't know if you've seen this. This mm. is in the latest Doctor Who magazine. Mm. Um, oh, I haven't bought DWM for ages. Yeah, uh, you won't really buy bad. this one. It's got Peter Davison on the front. Yeah, definitely um, not. <laughs> um, uh, it, it was revealed that the Sea Devil story has actually been co-written with a new writer, oh, right. and I can't remember her name. Mm. Ella something. Mm. I want to say Ella Rose, maybe. Yeah, I probably butchered that completely. But yeah, so Interesting. she co-wrote the story mm-hmm. with Chris Chibnall um, and she put a thing out on Twitter about it as yeah. recording this today. And um, it's also directed by a new newcomer, like Eva the Daleks was. Yeah. Um, it's also her first Doctor Who, well, first TV gig. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. So very interesting. We got a bit more of a confirmation about what the situation was with the specials yeah. for next year. Yeah. Because I think... 
Matt Strevens said at Gallifrey One, and we mentioned it in the last episode, we did, that yeah. Legend of the Sea Devils was her last one. Yeah. Or was originally her last story. Yeah. Um, and people are kind of trying to be working, well, how does that make sense? Because you've got yeah. the centenary coming later, so was it not sort of planned out like that? Yeah. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's more that they just added the centenary on it. Was, was, was the added bit yeah. for that year, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. I think so. Yeah. So... Yeah. There we go. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Now, today we've got to talk our favourite monsters. Yes. Represented here. By Jerry. By Jerry. Why do we love the Cybermen so much? Ah, uh, they're just big and imposing and scary and just mm. unstoppable. And just, I don't know, it's the blank faces and stuff. When I was a kid, I just thought, man, they're just great, aren't they? Yeah. There's something about the way that they yeah it's the, it's, it's how imposing they yeah. are like, I, and the I think, way they move they're, that sort of slow but yeah. unstoppable movement and it. totally believable as well yeah and that kind of you know everybody gets these augmentations to their mm. own skin these days like, yeah and a lot of people have plastic in them yeah whether, whether that's to enhance something or it's to fix something or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like cybernetics is becoming more of a thing and yeah. it was you know cybernetic is cool as a concept mm. Um, so we decided to watch their two worst episodes, according to the GWM well, 2014 well, we poll. we were going to watch the best and the worst, weren't we? We were. But then we were, I was so distraught that Closing Time yeah. did better than Silver Nemesis. Than Silver Nemesis in the 2014 yeah. poll. Yeah. Although I think someone did say to me to, that actually Wheel in Space ranked possibly lowest. lowest yeah. Okay, well, yeah, but watching Wheel in Space is pretty boring. Yeah. I think we'll be scraping the barrel of episodes to review when we come around to doing Wheel in Space yeah. until it gets animated. Yes. If it gets animated. Um, so join us when we're in our 60s and <laughs> yeah. Wheel in um, Space comes out. And we get BritBox beamed, beamed directly into our yeah. brains. Oh, yeah, they're at BBC on, on BritBox oh, yeah. or something. Or, I don't know, ITV bought them out? ITV bought the BBC share in BritBox. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't, you know, necessarily mean that the BBC's presence is going to be lesser on yeah. that platform. It's just that they own the, the... The way that TV works these days is just mm. a bit mad anyway. Like the way that I work for a company that's owned by ITV and we're making a programme for Oops. CBBC. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, it doesn't actually mean mm. brand warfare anymore. No. You know? Like if you have... Oh, what... You, you work for ITV, does that mean the BBC won't hire you? It's yeah. like, it doesn't really work like that, you know. That's it nice, it's good that that's yeah. sort of tribalism. Away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It reminds me of like the Nintendo Sega thing, like mm. in the 90s, where they would literally, in the adverts, be like... Taking the piss taking out Taking the yeah. piss out of yeah. like, How would you get... You wouldn't get away with that today. I, I mean, I sometimes Maybe see, on social media, but... <laughs> I see buses around the centre sometimes, like Bristol, don't settle for Virgin Media... Really? it's really slow get bt instead really and they actually like have a dig at the other consumers oh fair enough oh, yeah, it's really weird um so yeah silver nemesis and closing time yeah let's start with silver nemesis yeah because you watched it first it's a palate cleanser before we have to start talking about series six yeah and james corden <laughs> you know we'll, we'll, we'll get to it oh dear um and yeah I, I thought we'd just get this out of the way uk number one right 1988s I don't know, I haven't got a clue. Nobody will know. Uh, first Time by Robin Beck. I know Beck. Not, it, I don't think it's Beck Beck. Is it not? I think it's another Beck. Oh. It's Beck's The Lesser Beck. Brother, The Lesser Beck. Should we His see cousin. If, should I see if I can find it? Yeah. Robin Beck. And I'll play a little bit through. Oh, here it is. The movie was Fish Called Wanda, by the way. So that's not too bad. It's not setting us up for like a great no. atmosphere, is it? You know, like, God. 
I'm already bored. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so um, that was your cheap pop culture rewind for the day. So how did you first watch Sylvan Emissus? I guess it would have been on VHS, right? I did, yeah. but it was taped off UK Gold. Well, there we go. The, yeah. old, the only way to watch Doctor Who. Yeah, and it was with the really good um, old ident where it was like the, the molten gold yeah. being poured into the yeah. stuff. Ah. Oh. Kids today, they don't know what they're missing out on. I don't remember when it looked like that. Do you not? I, I, oh. I, I remember when it went from UK TV gold to just gold, and then it just focused on comedy. Yeah. It was like, oh, that's I see, I remember when it was UK gold. I, UK gold. UK gold, then UK TV gold, which was oh, yeah. shocking. Really then gold. The name. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I first watched this on VHS in the, the most bizarrely designed VHS yeah. that Doctor Who's ever had. Like, what? what I, I know on? it's the 25th anniversary, but it kind of barely feels like a 25th anniversary story. Yeah. But the design for the, it's it's like, it's foil, it's yeah, a foil green foil cover, yeah. So it's not even silver. No. You think, oh, a silver nemesis, you yeah. do it silver, no, we're doing foil green. And then, yeah, it's just photographs, isn't it? And like, it's sort of like weird diamonds. There's a weird diamond shape in it and silver nemesis has got its own like yeah. logo design. Yeah, is that, it. oh, is, is that meant to be like the arrowhead? Is that meant oh, to be like God. the top of the arrow? I can't remember. It's, I, it's, it's ugly. really ugly. Yeah. Um, but on that VHS, something that I look for uh, online as well, and you watched the full thing for, mm. was the making of Doctor Who Silver Nemesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, we'll get to the episode in a bit, but this is really interesting. So it was the new, it was a New Jersey broadcasting station yeah something like that njn yeah and it's apparently the most comprehensive behind the scenes look at a classic series doctor who story yeah, what they do they go into everything don't it, they it's really interesting yeah. on youtube there are two clips that i found one is of sophie and sylvester rehearsing and eventually shooting the scene where he comes out the tardis with the bow oh yeah and then the other one is david banks oh yeah talking very in a very thespian way about playing a robot, <laughs> which is great. Um, so you watch the full thing. Anything you kind of glean from it? Any interesting things you could dig out? Um, you can use a coat hanger to be a Cyberman's gun. That's true. That's in the YouTube clip as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, that Cyberman actor who cuts all of his ear on mm. the wire. Yeah. That is nasty. nasty. I remember seeing it as a kid and being like, shit. Yeah. Like, what the hell? It's pretty horrible. Yeah. Like, um, what is that doing in there? <laughs> and interesting, I, I read kind of afterwards that they would let them in to record this one, I guess, 25th anniversary. Yeah. There's some involvement with the royal family or they tried to get... The they tried to get anyway. Prince Edward in it. So they thought that having this shot for it would have a better appeal for the show in the States. Right. Because it's royal family related. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, it was a really fraught production, apparently. Yeah. So Because... Okay. Greater show in the galaxy overran because obviously they had all their issues with, with the asbestos. asbestos. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they had no. They didn't even do a read through mm. for Silver Nemesis. So it was like they were turning up and just like shit, Re rehearsing, just rehearse it here and get on with it. You sort can of sort of tell that from there's a the, the, there's a the rehearsal with Sophie and Sylve, and you think, would you not have got these lines down a bit more by yeah. now? And it's kind of noticeable, I think, when yeah. they're, they're rehearsing that bow scene. And apparently they had a bit of a falling out during the making of it. Um, yeah, and they, they both had a, had a tiff and made up. Aww. But apparently it was that sort of stressful that you made Yo, Sophie and Sylve have an argument. That's insane. That's pretty bad. But I, I just think it was so like tight yeah. making it that yeah. it just, you know, tensions bubbled over and yeah, those things. Sylve mentions on the DVD that um, in that final scene with the Nemesis statue and uh, in the hangar mm. and the Cybermen have just been killed and then, you know, 
they have that conflab about, I will tell, I'll tell you your secrets and all this stuff. Um, during that bit, they were like, we didn't know our lines. It was just like, right, here you go, do it. Yeah. And they were just like, oh shit. He said, but you can feel the tension. He mm. said, and it actually helps the scene. And it's, it's kind of right because there is a tension in that scene that's really, really good. And it mm. really, really works. Um, yeah. But Let's talk about it. So you've reviewed Sylvan Nemesis on, on the YouTube channel. Before, I have, yeah. With Johnny. Yeah. Um, I adore Sylvan Nemesis. Yeah. I love it. I, I think it's a nostalgia from watching it on constant repeat. Mm. But it's sort of like the Remembrance of the Daleks for the Cybermen within Sylvia. Yeah, very much. Because you get those really cool action set pieces. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that is kind of the highlight of the whole thing. Yeah. From, like, an action point of view. Yeah. Because um, the story, it, it, there's not an awful lot there. Yeah, I think know? that's why I enjoyed it as a kid, mm. because of the action stuff. Because who doesn't love seeing a load of Cybermen come out of a really good spaceship? Yeah. And then just have a fight with some neo-Nazis. It's, Obviously, I didn't really know what a neo-Nazi was back <laughs> when I was a child. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. Great explosions. Really cool. And it's just nice to see like physical pyrotechnics going yeah. on. Because it kind of sells that it's actually happening. There's actually yeah. a real firefight and stuff. Um, but yeah, that that whole opening of part two is so cool. Yeah. Bit of kef. Bit of kef. He's brilliant. Um yeah, oddly, for, for a period, period of time where the samples and the noises are the most annoying that they could possibly, possibly be, yeah. Kef kind of makes it palatable. Yeah, he does make it work. And you think, oh, if you were just working with different instruments, mm. what would this sound like? Yeah. You know, what would this sound like with an orchestra? Yeah. Because it's, you know, big and epic and, it, and it's catchy and melodic. Yeah. And he's obviously trying to do stuff with yeah. different instruments. Mm. You know, there's a flutes and sort of stuff. Uh, and I don't know if this is... Is this the introduction? Oh, it might be used in Remembrance as well. Like, he sort of has a little theme for, like, a little action see, action theme for Sylvan Ace. Oh, right. Because it's used in Battlefield as well. That's good. I am the doctor before I am the doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Far less annoying. Far less annoying. Far less in your face. Interestingly, I want, you know, jumping ahead a little bit to closing time, part one of Silver Nemesis got 6.1 million viewers. Right, that's good. Which is more than the overnights for closing time. That's because it didn't have James Corden in it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the kind of subsequent parts sort of didn't do as well. 5.2 mil for parts two and three. That's a shame. Like you'd think with such a good cliffhanger as having a load of Cybermen turn up. Yeah, people like, would stuck around. Oh, we'll see what goes on here. But maybe that's just like, oh, it's Doctor Who. Mm. Everybody's just like, I can I not watch next week. Like, yeah, Cool cliffhanger, Cybermen are back, but yeah, you know it's going to be crap, isn't it? It's probably what a lot of people. <laughs> it probably was. Doctor it's Who, probably know. what they thought back then. Um, Unless you were my brother, who was obviously hooked. I, I genuinely hooked. Yeah, genuinely hooked to Doctor Who. Oh, it's a shame. I should have asked him before we came on. She said, well, "What was it like?" Thought, yeah, yeah, watching. Yeah. watching Because I guess Nemesis. that was probably his. I didn't. Oh, actually, he might have had Revenge of the Cybermen by then on VHS. On VHS. Yeah. And the Dapol toy might have been in mm. his possession by then. So I guess he would have known. Potentially, what a Cyberman was—the really thin-legged, very thin-legged, bizarrely limbed Cyberman. Yeah, yeah, it's like a gymnast. Yes, very strange. Um, Live Cyberman. <laughs> should we? So, it's the, I, I always find it difficult to talk about stories like this that I really like. Mm. I'm kind of like I don't really know where to start with. Yeah, it because I just so, want to outpour with all the things I love about it. And well, then, like. When I reviewed it last time, I was quite harsh. I haven't watched that review because no. I, I hate watching back old reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but I think I was quite harsh on it. Mm. And I watched it this time round, and I thought, you know, I don't want to be accused of warriors of the deeping it. Yeah. You know, I want to, you know, I want to really try and get into this. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. Did I, you? I, I did enjoy it. Cool. You know, even the dopey stuff, I was like, ah, oh, well, at least it's not closing time. That's true. <laughs> I think that I can put up with Dolores Gray, whatever name is turning up. Yeah, because it isn't James Corden. If it was James Corden in that limousine, yeah, going ah, oh, I'd have gone. I'm, oh, let's, fuck off. Let's not. Let's not even start. Because you know, it's not a 25th anniversary Doctor Who story without Dolores Gray popping no, up, is it? Of course not. That could have been, you know, maybe the Brigadier yeah. pulls up and lets them in, or <laughs> in, so, his limo. in his limo, you know, something with his with his lady friends in there. <laughs> Don't tell, don't tell of, Doris, Doctor. Load of girls in there. He's, <laughs> Briggs become a pimp. Um, yeah, I um, th that that seems really weird. It is odd. It's really strange. There is some weird stuff that happens in this story. Like I think episode one, yeah. is really good. Yes. Episode one is like okay, you, there's a real sense of mm. setting this story up, and you sort of feel like okay, I know where this is going. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they just go, they just go fuck it. It's just. All this mad stuff in. I think that the best version of this story, actually, I think it's about it's it's a it's like an hour. Yeah. The one one single hour long special. Yeah. Because when you watch the extended version, yeah, I seem to remember a lot more stuff around Windsor. Yes. Um, in present day, yeah, nineteen eighty eight. But when you watch it in the context of the episode, it's such a weird diversion. Yeah. So. The Doctor and Ace start off listening to Courtney Pine. Courtney Pine has a cameo. Yeah. Ace gets her cassette signed. And it was at that point when they kind of, they do the diet. The, the Doctor turns around and is like, oh, don't you get embarrassed asking him for autographs? I know. And I was just like, all oh, the irony of I that. I know. I wonder if anybody's asking that be, in his yeah. accent. Um, I, find, I find that that bit really, when I was watching it the first time with Ace and the Seventh Doctor falling in the water, I thought exactly what you said about Tom Baker just being the Doctor yeah. and David Tennant just being the Doctor. I think Sylvan and Sophie are the Doctor and companion. Yeah. Just the way that they are. Yeah, yeah, The way yeah. they interact with each other. There's a genuine chemistry between yeah. them. And they're true to their characters. It's not like you kind of think, oh, Ace wouldn't say that. Or the Doctor, no. the do well, the doctor was a little bit harsh yeah. with Ace there. They are so perfectly matched. Yeah. And, they're, and they're at the same level with each other. They're just... The, I think they're the best Doctor companion on screen oh, pairing. Fantastic. Just amazing. Really great. And it's a shame it got cut short and we didn't see where it was all going to go, yeah. really. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're perfect. You know, Ace is easily one of the best companions ever. Yeah. She's just such a great character. Um, it's easy, it's effortless, and yeah. it's, it's pleasant to watch them on screen. Yeah. You know, like, you know, Amy Pond and Rory and the 11th Doctor and. That whole dynamic, yeah, and, and the you know we talked about the fifth Doctor and his companions yeah. in the past. There's a kind of animosity, or there's a little bit of kind of bullying mm. or, uh, there. But like this is just really they just get on. They just like each other. They like to hang around with each other. Yeah, yeah. There's a nice sort of dynamic that kind of parental figure. Yeah, you know, you know they poke fun at each other, and but it's all in good humour. And yeah, it's it's just yeah. really it's a really good Tardis team. I don't know how anyone could not like those two together. I know, and but they. They complement each other. And, and you can feel like Ace is actually growing mm. through the years that they go on. And the, yeah. I think obviously the, the ultimate idea was for her to be left on Gallifrey to join yeah. the Academy and become a Time Lord. Yeah. And that obviously didn't happen. No. Where, what, how do you, watching Ace in this in terms of the trajectory for her character going forward. Yeah. If they'd made that season 27. Yeah. Would, would that 
move have made sense? Where do you think a character sort of going at this point? Because Andrew Cartmel's influence is definitely oh, yeah. having an effect here. It's starting to take hold. I mean, when I first discovered that that was what they were going to do, I went, what? Mm. And I still don't really understand really? that. Like, uh, why? Why would she end up on Gallifrey? Why? Yeah. I just didn't get it. You know, they don't have humans there. I guess that it's more for the Doctor to sort of influence Time Lords and be like, look, you know. You need a bit of humanity to... in yeah, there. Yeah, you know. So I can, you know, I guess... Having not seen it, because mm. we can't see it, mm. we can't really see how it would have paid off. But initially, I remember thinking, like, what? Yeah. But I do like um, Sophie Aldridge's idea that she'd have the big headgear on and it would have, like, badges. Pin badges pins. in yeah, her. Yeah. yeah, that would be cool. Um, but, yeah, w w they're great together. I really enjoyed them. And, and they, they have dialogue scenes together. They just mm. they fly by, yeah. which is really easy to watch. But... I was kind of thinking in their first conversation after they leave the Courtney Pine gig, they land in uh, Windsor Castle yeah. in the basement. Mm. Is that supposed to be present day at that point or is that back in time? That's present day. That is present day. It's kind of a pointless scene because they kind of walk around the archive. Yeah. They kind of accidentally drop some stuff. He puts a fez on. He puts a fez on. Prophetic. It, very much so. And then, like, what's the point? Do they... Do they learn anything it, from that scene they learn that the, the bow's missing because right. they go to collect the bow but it's not there okay De Flores has got it I think there's just a bit too much hopping in that yeah. first episode for yeah. me it, yeah it's really it's something you kind of expect more from New Who mm. like a Stephen Moffat story would you know I'm trying to think of uh, is it Spells of St. John or it might even be yeah. Wedding of River Song or one of those where it's like oh we're going to go here two yeah. seconds oh I'm going to make a funny quip to this character and then go off and collect this thing and then go to this place exactly. and then blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's all very fast-paced and zipping about. Um, so it is kind of a precursor to that. Mm. Um, it's a world tour of Windsor. Yeah, yeah. through the ages. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's at this point when we go back in time, we're introduced to one of the main antagonists, antagonistic pair. Yeah. We've got Lady Painfort and Richard. Yeah. Who I think are the best characters. They are really good. In this. And I think they're one of the best late 80s guest cast Yes. Members. Yeah. And they go under the radar. Nobody ever no. talks about how good Fiona Walker is yeah. in the story. Or, or the guy who plays Or Gerard. Gerard. Murphy? Yes. I saw him live at the Theatre Royal in Bath. Ooh la la. In the History Boys. Yeah. Was, he, was, was it, very did he have, good. Did he have the full regalia on? Was he... No. And I didn't realise it was him because he changed so much yeah. in the intervening years. He put yeah. a lot of weight on. And um, it was only afterwards. So I was like, wait a minute. He was... It's all... Clicked. I was like, he's in Doctor Who. I was like, oh, I could have bought the VHS. It could have gone to sign it or something at the stage. Fuck off. I'm acting. Yeah. I'm an actor. I'm in a proper, proper play. I'm not doing Doctor Who. Um, it's because they play it totally straight, though. Yeah. That, like, they are characters that we, we've saved, said before. Like, they've walked in from another show. Yeah. And I be, I think, I don't know if it, if it's true that it happens through the whole script, but definitely, is it Kevin Clark who wrote the script yes tried to write all of their dialogue in iambic pentameter yeah and it, it really it works. works they definitely have a completely different structure of talking yeah but yeah there are some scenes where it it's mm. definitely there yeah apparently mm. J&T when he found out was like well you can't do that <laughs> would have been good this you know I mean it works in the scenes yeah. where it happens uh, but yeah I know I like their I like their characters I mean yeah she is she veers slightly off into over the top territory as it goes on. Yeah. But I think that's fine because she's going mad, mad. with power or, yeah. you know, the, the possibilities of having all this power. Yeah. Um, she does become a bit less threatening, though, at, through that. Like, at the beginning, you know, she bloodlets 
yeah. the philosopher. Yeah. Um, played by Leslie, I forget French. his name, French. Who was no, up, is it? Is yeah, it French? Leslie French. Is he it? was up for the first Doctor. He was up for the first Doctor. Um, and, you know, you know, they obviously use his blood to hmm. travel in time. Yeah, it's really dark. Yeah, and she's got poison darts and glorious evil. Yeah. You know, she's got all these great quotes. Yeah. And then as she gets further and further through it, she sort of becomes a bit more of a ranting, raving lunatic. And yeah. Sort of, like, she's led around everywhere by Richard. She's mm. in such, like, a... Her mind's gone. She's in such a daze. Yeah. She has to kind of be helped around. And, and she does sort of lose her... Yeah, and, and I think what also doesn't help Again, probably because, you know, it was such a fraught production. You know, she's in all these very brightly lit scenes. She works well in the Jacobean dark scenes when she's all menacing. And then as soon as you've got her, like, walking around on the streets of Windsor. Yeah. And then you get the skinheads. And that's that's great, though, It's so bonkers. And interesting, watching the behind the scenes, Kevin Clark said that for him, his idea was like, oh, you know, the skinheads were like the yobbos Mm. of the 80s. but for someone like Richard, like a Jacobean man would carry like an 18 inch blade at exactly. all times. Yeah. So they'd have just stabbed him. I was, I was thinking the first indication that they haven't quite committed to them being totally evil yeah. is the fact they just strip them Shru- and string and, them up. Yeah. Like if they were true to the character, because Richard is a murderer. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. he's, a, he's not a great dude. No. Like he clearly kind of comes round to the side of good, but that's only because he suddenly falls out of service yeah. with yeah. Lady Painfort. But I was kind of thinking what they need to do is they need to walk past the bush and, then, and they're then, fucking scalped yeah, in, in yeah, the corner, yeah. you know? Like that's, was, that's what it would be. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. And that would have been so much better. Yeah. I mean, obviously it would have been very dark. Maybe not, <laughs> maybe not scalping them, but, you know, if they found them dead and be like, oh, you know, Lady Painfort's calling, calling card. Cards. Yeah, yeah, they've been poisoned with, with the, the arrow. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Something, something unpleasant that would have made this... Because at that point... It very much feels like in the story, the Cybermen are just listening to jazz. I know, I know. Sylvan just strolling around listening to jazz. Shall we talk about the Cybermen in this story? Yes. What, what do we think they, they look for a start? Because I think they've they look got great, the don't chrome. They? they look great. Yeah. I was watching it and I was like, ooh, one of those. What size one of those would be quite nice? If I had to pick any of them, I think I'd go you think for I think I'd go one. for a Sylvan Emerson's one. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice look, isn't it? Um, they look great. Mm. David Banks is back as the Cyber Leader. Yeah. Fantastic. Mark Hardy's sub-lieutenant. Mark Hardy's back. And I think it's, I forget his first name, something Oral, Mark Oral. Right. Dave Oral. Something like that. I think he was at Pandora, actually. I think the, the three of them oh, really? did, did a panel together. Um, the first one. Uh, yeah. Is, is he the Cyberman that sort of speaks more like yeah, this? Sort of, yeah. you know, there's yeah. a couple of weird noises they make in this story. Yeah, there's a lot of like screaming. Yeah. I want to know who did all the like the... the... All the... Yeah. That, I think that's all David Banks. Yeah. It sounds like him. Yeah, David, um, do a... Just can a, you give us a... Oh! A ramble of different noises. It's interesting watching the rehearsal footage of him because you hear his natural yeah. speaking voice and you think, is that how much modulation's on it? Mm. He's not actually speaking with an incredibly deep timbre. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, act- he's speaking relatively normally. Yeah. You know, he, he's putting certain emphasis on certain words, yeah. but he's not really speaking any deeper than this. No. So interesting that the modulation mm. is that harsh on his voice that yeah. it really brings it down low. You, it's not an identifiable yeah. voice when you hear him no. talk normally. Yeah, it's more the patter of how he mm. speaks, isn't it, that you sort of identify with? Because he has a very interesting way of forming he, the sentences. He does. He yeah. kind of goes up and, and then uh, down. Yeah, and I love that. The, the, what what makes him... Is that is that what makes him such a good cyber leader? I think He's so. He's one of the best monster actors He's in fantastic. the show's history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just the way... 
I the way he holds himself. The way he holds himself, mm. the way he moves, he kind of, his feet are totally rooted to the ground and he sort of sways with his hips. Yeah, he sways with his hips. All he, of his he, kind of movements. He, move, he moves with his crotch. He does. Crotch first. Yeah, it's yeah. A, that's a power stance. That is a power stance. Because they're so right. When David Banks, as the cyber leader, walks onto the bridge in, in Earthshock, Earthshock, yeah. it's one of the best bits of physical acting in the show. And yeah. he's clearly a very talented physical actor. Because mm. to make that costume not look hokey. Yeah. And to actually have some kind of power and presence. Yeah. It's quite a lot of work. Yeah. Because it's a shame, like, you see him, and then you'll, like, see Cyberman number three in the background. Scratching and, its helmet. Yeah, and... you know, or, like, just sort of flopping about a bit, or, like, bumping into something. And exactly. Like, oh, you kind of want David to gather them all around and, and go, like, we stand like this. Yeah, this yeah, we... yeah. But, in, in, again, in the documentary, he sort of says, it's nice to have people you've been Cybermen with before. Yeah. Because, you, you know, so you can have cyber chats. And all <laughs> cyber that kind of chats. Stuff. Um, but yeah, he's just brilliant. Yeah. So I'd love to get David Banks on this podcast. Yeah. Because he, he is interested in cyber lore as well. Like yeah, he, he loves it. He wrote uh, one of the Virgin New Adventures and the Cyberman book yeah. as well. I, I've got that New Adventures book. I haven't read it. I must read it. Yeah, I've read bits of it. Yeah. I've kind of skipped the bit where it's like, well, where are the Cybermen? I want to see how he writes yeah. the Cybermen, you know, because I'm a bit attention deficit like that. <laughs> I was like, where's the Cybermen? I want to see all the blowing up bits. Um, yeah. So... It, it kind of meanders around sort of part two, I think it starts to lose its steam Yeah, quite a lot. you get the big action sequence and then it's like, uh, now where do we go? Yeah. You know? um, it's, it's a lot of toing and throwing as, we've got the bow, no, we've got the bow, you've got the arrow, no, I've got the arrow. And it's a bit like, oh, okay, what? Yeah. Um, should we talk about the plot? Yeah, go on then. So every it, 25, 25 years. years, a comet called Nemesis slams into Earth. Yeah. And it usually brings some great disaster. So 25 years prior, it was the assassination of President Kennedy. Yeah. Before that, was it... the televisation of an earthly <laughs> <laughs> It just, everything went downhill from there, Ace. Um, and then, the, the, I mean, what major... I mean, really, they could happens? have said, they could have said, rather than the assassination of Kennedy, mm. they could have been like, oh, it was that Hand of Omega business. <laughs> yeah, well, that would have made sense. Yeah. Call back to, I mean, the Hand of Omega is mentioned. That's referenced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of references in this story. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Nemesis statue comes to Earth and it's a weapon, isn't it? It's like yeah. a, it's a Time Lord. It's Validium, weapon. isn't it? Validium. Is, is it a Time Lord? It is yeah, a Time Lord construct. Time Lord Invented by Omega and Rassilon, apparently. There you go. And probably Sylvester McCoy. And probably the other. Yeah. Um, or The Timeless Child. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then and then stuff happens. And the Cybermen... Oh, could you imagine if they, in, in Flux, you know, there was a thing and it was all oh, constructed from Validium yeah. or something? What a cool... God, oh, that would have been... A, oh, you missed out there, Chibnall, you silly I, sob. I think the Nemesis statue is a really cool It is a design. cool thing, yeah. And I think it would be cool to see it come back. Like, in the... Like, now, yeah. we've got the technology. Yeah. I, like, you, obviously, they, it's just someone in a reflective suit yeah. made of the same stuff that they used for Superman. Yeah. Um, but you, I, you imagine it being something like the T-1000 yeah. in Terminator 2. And yeah, like, yeah you definitely. Know, but them could, out. It could be, it could be easily could do done that. like that now. Yeah. Um, and so the Doctor's job is to kind of send it back on its way, yeah. make sure it doesn't fall into the wrong hands because yeah. you've got the neo-Nazis trying to get it because they see it as some kind of last crusade, yeah. holy grail thing. And it's really interesting when she has that little conversation with Syl when he's setting everything up and she sort of says something like, oh, you know, once I've done this, then mm. will you grant me my freedom? And mm. she's like, no. She said, oh, but you, you said you would. He's like, well, things aren't over. Yeah. And it all sets up this whole thing of like, the Doctor's really up to no good. Yeah. What is he doing? It's, the, it's, um, it's one of those early sort of... Yeah. And and I completely forgot about the chessboard as well. Yeah. Like, is that one of the earliest sort of... 
new who style threads uh, yeah the fact i think that they so stuck the chessboard in there yeah and then how many episodes later is it curse of fenric they get you know lady painfort's chessboard is that's, that's in that the story penultimate serial isn't it for season right. 26 i think yeah. Um, Curse of Emery. Yes, it was quite a while. It's all set up. And it all set it's up. Really yeah. cool. it's, it's really cool. It's a really, good. really cool idea. And it's the same chessboard, isn't it? It's exactly the same chessboard. I think board. so, or very similar, yeah. Um Yeah, so it's brilliant. It's like it's like an early sort of mm. um bad wolf or tortured yeah. sort of thing. That's really neat. Um what other sort of aspects of it that don't quite work though? Because it it's not it's it's obviously not the one of the best episodes no. whatsoever. I, I I like it, I'm a fan of yeah. it, but it's there's there's not a awful lot of other things going for it i think there's i think there's sort of too much mm. going on mm. or well not necessarily that but it's it lacks focus yeah because i think it's, it's that thing of like oh well, let's just have this random american woman in a limo for shits and giggles you know yeah. let's do this let's do that and it just sort of feels a bit like oh you're veering away from something that could be quite a tight story yeah. really yeah um and it's not an anniversary story no, not really. The closest we get to that is when the Doctor and Ace land in Windsor. Yeah. And there's a little tour, gr- yeah. tour guide group going round. And I've got the list of, of notable people who are in that group. Oh, okay, cool. Nicholas Courtney. Yeah. Andrew Morgan. So directors, Andrew Morgan, Peter Moffat and Fiona Cumming. Yeah. And Graham Curry. Right. Who had written The Happiness Patrol. Yeah. Um, Anthony Ainley was asked and didn't turn up. <laughs> Um, and there are a couple of other people, sort of like I want five thousand pounds, <laughs> and you'll take photos of me and put them in Doctor Who yeah. magazine. Yeah, he uh, he didn't turn up, um, but I, I I think it's really cool to have that. Yeah, in there, but it's not really forward facing. It's not no, really Doctor Who. You wouldn't Who's know, 25. would you? You wouldn't no. know they were there. You wouldn't know it's a twenty fifth anniversary for Doctor Who. Having no. silver in the title. Is, is it yeah, allusion to the Cybermen, so people could very easily just go like, oh, well, it's just like a Cyberman title. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, Remembrance of the Daleks feels like more of an true. anniversary story. True. Because it's Daleks, it's returning to where yeah. it all began. Yeah. You know, all this stuff about the first Doctor. You yeah. Know, it, it feels more fitting. Um, this one just doesn't quite work. Mm. Um, that was something I was going to say. What Doctor do we think Lady Painfort has encou- encountered? Because she refers to him as a little man. So it, it's either going to be Hartnell or Pat Troughton. Pat Troughton. I, maybe, I, I can picture maybe Hartnell. Yeah. I think it makes sense. Because you get the idea that they've kind of done bat, you know, yeah. done battle across the universe and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And you think, well, if it's of the dark times, mm. talking about the dark times, it's got to be an early... Maybe it's Ruth. Maybe it's the Fugitive Doctor yeah. that they had battles with. Um, who knows? But maybe yeah. Fenric had battles with Ruth. Maybe. That would be cool. That would be cool, Maybe actually. we should just have like... When they do, okay, so Fugitive Doctor series, Lady Painful episode. Um, uh, what else have we got? What's the What's the one from the five Doctors that they mentioned? The Terrible Odin. The terrible, yeah, Terrible Zodin. Terrible Zodin. And then... Fenric. Fenric. That's three decent villains you've got there. Yeah. A Sutek story. Sutek story would be good. Dalek story. Yeah. There you go. Sorted. Sorted. Yeah. Um, what else is there to talk about? Cybermen versus Jazz. So I, I like that. That yeah. is so Doctor Who. It is meaningless. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's jazz. <laughs> uh, not a jazz fan? Nah. No. I don't mind it. My brother hates jazz. When My mum that... loves it. I never knew this. Really? Yeah, mum was like, oh, I love jazz. I'm like, what? Yeah. Since when? When it's all that freeform stuff. I prefer sort of bluesier. Yeah, I agree. I would yeah. prefer that, yeah. When you're like, I can't like tap my 
No, because you're just going mad on a yeah. saxophone. Yeah. Um, but it's very impressive. <laughs> it is. Uh, but I do love that. That is like the perfect, that is the most Doctor who thing. Yeah. Like no other program where you get an image of robots listening to jazz. Exactly. Um, and then have neo-Nazis turn up and then have like Jacobean <laughs> characters turn up. Oh, we haven't really talked about De Flores. De Flores, yeah. Yeah, so he's the, the leader of the Fourth The Reich. Fourth Reich. Well, I don't know why I went Irish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, I mean, it sounded more Scottish. <laughs> that. Um, played by Anton Differing. <laughs> Anton Differing, Who yeah. is the de facto Nazi yeah. in all old movies. Yeah. Um, apparently only took the job so he could watch Wimbledon in yes. his hotel room. Yeah. Um, and was not in good health. He died a year later. Gosh. Yeah, apparently people noticed on set he wasn't very well. Wow. Um, he clearly doesn't know what's going on. No. But he gives it a good go. He does. Um, but he's definitely a forgettable villain yeah. in, in the grand pantheon of Doctor Who villains. I, I do like how they set him up to be a baddie, though, mm. in the first shot, because mm. he sees that parrot, and he's like, I'm going to kill that parrot. Yeah. <laughs> what, a great, what a great way to translate this, on screen. This he's dude's a, baddie. a bad guy. He he's does not kill, like yeah. the avian And then they wildlife. do it. they do the same with Lady Painfort, because she goes to shoot the the pigeon. True. But I mean, pigeons would have been pain great in the if ass. David Banks had gone, that pigeon taken. <laughs> and the Mark Hardy, yes, leader. Um, no, so we've got a parrot, pigeon, seagull. <laughs> so, and, and some of the effects in it are quite good. Like you say, with the spaceship. Sorry, I was just thinking about what bird. It'd be like a magpie, wouldn't it? They like reflective things. Magpies, yeah. swarm of magpies, attack the cybernetic. Imagine <laughs> you just get gold tip beaks. Yeah. And they're done for. Maybe oh. that's how you'd attack. Maybe that's how you'd sort them out. Oh. Um, I, I, was, I read David Banks didn't like the script because he's basically like, well, gold's just... Yeah. Uh, gold, sorted. You've just killed the character yeah. pretty much. Which, which kind of does happen. Yeah, it you does. Know, like Ace, is it the same sort of argument for like her making it like the Daleks weak or something? Because she's got, she takes them out with a slingshot. Yeah. yeah. And I know it's gold. She's got to have great aim. Yeah. And she does have good aim. They do become cannon fodder at this they point. Do. They do. I mean, if Polly can bloody kill one with a bloody cocktail of yeah this that and the other yeah i mean yeah this is it's it's a shame when that happens and mm. it, i mean it seems to be something that has plagued them yeah. from year dot because yeah. i mean look at flux you know what's her name the irish girl what's her name bell bell um i forget why <laughs> <laughs> yeah bell she, she's just like shooting them like they're nothing i know i know and it's like, oh come on i think it's because they're war they're robots and it's yeah. like, oh yeah, you have a firefight with some robots and kill them. And it's like, it's not that yeah. kind of... And closing time, which we'll obviously get onto next, sort of does the, well, they're robots thing. Yeah. Like they convert people, but in action, indeed they're Cybermen. Yeah. But in action, they're just sort of robots. Yeah. Stompy, stompy it robot is, boys. It is that thing of like, what easy monster have we just got kicking around? Yeah. Oh, we've got a load of Cybermen suits. I mean, obviously, I know they redesigned them for this yeah. story. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in subsequent appearances, like Flux, it's like, oh, well, we, we spent all that money yeah, refurbishing brand new Cybermen suits, yeah. so we'll reuse them. Yeah. Um, it's a shame, really. It is a shame. Yeah. But what, what do we, you know, anything, anything else we can take out of it? Because I think generally we, we kind of like the story, don't we? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, it goes a bit camp and it's good fun yeah um i think it's really cool that they try to set up all of that doctor who mystery yeah um i like how it's so subtle like it's not like mm. stephen moffat like hammering doctor, doctor who. who yeah yeah um <clears throat> it's just a one line and it's enough to make you sort of go Ooh. even now mm. when you hear it i still think Ooh. that whole last scene it's so good i'll speak of the dark times mm. and silver's face is like shit. yeah 
Like yeah. you do get the impression that there's a lot of really interesting stuff to unpack yeah. there, and it's sad it never happens. Yeah, and unfortunately, with all the best will in the world, I don't even think the timeless children thing really, mm. or the whole, what are they called? What, what's this secret cabal that he worked, she worked oh, for? The, the division. division. Yeah. Christ. I you really have forgotten all of it. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, all of that stuff. None of it quite, it's not quite the same level of no. exciting I think it's and because, mystery. Well, I, it, it's probably exciting and mysterious because it never got it never answered. Happened, yeah. and, and, and that's the kind of interesting thing about but, it is you just got to picture like, what would it have been like if we yeah, had all the stuff yeah. revealed to us? But it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been as good as, as Fiona Walker's performance sort of gives away. Like, no, the, the, no. She's so good yeah. at making you feel like there's a weight to the, the history yeah. between these two and they really know each other. Yeah. And, in that same way that uh, the guy who played um, uh, Swarm, Swarm you, they've they've done battle yeah. before. And you can tell that there's and I history. Think, I think that is actually probably part of the downfall of Flux mm. is that you have Once Upon Time and you see them doing that yeah. battle and it's like, oh, actually, it's just uh, with a, some Time Lordy mates yeah. and they've just, it's some weird bloody SWAT team or exactly. whatever. And it's like, that's nowhere near as good as just saying. As you let on. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you just left it at that, like, oh, we've done battle across yeah. time and space and all this stuff. It's not some great intergalactic conflict. No, you know, it's like... just, oh, four, four blokes and a, well, three blokes and a dog. Exactly. In the bloody <laughs> TV studio. <laughs> Love it. Um, there we go. They're, they're Sylvan Emissus. I think we've kind of yeah. bled that dry. I, 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 I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. Do you think it's the worst, apart from Wheel in Space, which apparently ranks lower than it? I mean, I would rank Wheel in Space lower than, than this. Nemesis. I think just because it's it's long yeah, and it feels just like a retread of the same old stuff that they'd done already mm. in that era for Troughton. Are there any other Cyberman stories besides Wheel that you'd put lower than this? What about the Moonbase? Is that lower? I love that... the Moonbase. Uh, Nightmare and Silver would go below Apart Silver from Nemesis. the new series. Oh, I mean, apart from the new we, series. We could put pretty much every Cyberman story apart yeah, from the true. Capaldi two-parter uh, below it. Oh, I don't know. I quite like Attack of the Cybermen. Mm. I think it's it's it, it's just the Sayward joylessness of it. Mm. But this is camp and, <laughs> and silly. The Cybermen are hopeless. Yeah, I know. There's that one who's like got gaffer tape over his helmet. Why didn't they just put his helmet on? I know. And, and Michael Kilgariff has got a bit of a gut. Fat controller. Fat controller. It's, I, I, oh, yes, that's Cyberman. Oh, Cybersculpture's been destroyed. It's that, it's that one that's in this one. He's in this one, isn't he? Um, it, it, it's, it's not as fun. So I think I, have to, no. I think I have to put Attack below this. Okay. For me, Fair personally. Enough. But there you I go. I mean, I, I do like that. Other, yeah, otherwise, I think. Yeah. I mean, even the Tenth Planet. I like Tenth Planet. It's a bit boring. It is, but it. it it kind of feels so seminal. It kind of has yeah, to be higher. Yeah, you kind of have to put it higher, don't you? Because that last scene is just so good. Yeah. You know, and the Cybermen are they scary. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Yeah, they are creepy. Well, we can talk about one story that's definitely below it. Yeah. And that is Closing Time. Mm. Let me take you right back to 2011, Matt. Please don't. UK, no <laughs> UK number one. I don't know. Go on, it's, you know it. Do I? Yeah. Give me a clue. Hum uh, it. Never mind the buzzcocks it. Come on. Da, 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 na, na, oh yeah, I do know this. Oh yeah. Oh, Come on, you know it. Oh. 
They have a link to Doctor Who, a tenuous link Do to they? Doctor Who. Yeah. It's something beautiful, isn't it, in that chorus yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, uh, Oh, dear. I don't know. What Makes You Beautiful by One Direction. Oh, One Direction, okay. Who, of course, Doctor Who Live, the after party. Yes, of course. We'll have to do a watch along of that one day. Oh, that would yeah. be great. I'd like to watch it because I've only seen it once. Oh, I saw it on broadcast and I never saw it again. Buried in the archive. Yeah. If anybody's got a, uh, an off-air recording, not some kind of one where the I BBC... I think Chris Chapman said he might have a copy. <sighs> we'll get it. We'll get it from Chris. I'm sure he said he's got it Perfect. Like, saved we'll on his like, digibox. <laughs> uh, UK box office number one. What that was? Mm, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> UK box office number one is... Oh, sorry, the film. Yeah. Uh, Oh, 2011? I don't know, some Marvel thing. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Oh, really? Which is when you start going, oh, God, Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be in everything yeah. for the next 20 years. Yeah. I'm already bored. <laughs> already bored. I'm glad he's doing Doctor Strange. Yeah. It takes up enough of his year that I don't have to see him in everything. In everything, yeah, that's you know. true. Um, so, series six of Doctor Who. Oh. Where are we at this point in the, in the narrative? So, it's, it's, been, it's a split series, isn't it, this one? Yes, it it's is. It's a split series. So, this is September. September 2011. Yeah. It's the only episode... Is it episode 12 in this one? Yeah, it is. It's, it's the only episode one. 12 that isn't the first part of a two-parter. Yeah. And it's shit. <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean... It is poo. Yeah. It, it was definitely one that I remember at the time going, nah. And it was definitely one I remember the next day at school, everybody going, do you see Doctor Who last night? Yes. Oh, they solved it with love again, didn't they? Yeah. Yes, they did. Yes, they yeah. resolved it with love. I know. I didn't like it either. Yeah. Don't worry. I think that was... The, wasn't this the first time they did it? Was this the first, lo like, really big on-the-nose love one? And then mm. it, like, happens a bit more later on. Like, Maybe. it happens in Hyde, doesn't it? Yeah. Hyde is like, oh, they're oh, not the really monsters. They just love each other. Yeah. Oh, shut up. It's a cop-out, isn't it? It is. It happens so much. I don't know why... Why can't monsters be evil? Why can't monsters just be bad? Yeah. They were in the old days. They're boring, apparently. Oh. Um, also, contextually, where we are, the first series of Sherlock's already come out. Right. Tintin comes out in a month. Right. Which Moffat had been writing since 2007. Okay. Got delayed because of the writer's strike. Yeah. And then when he came back to it, he'd been given the job on Doctor Who. Yeah. And so apparently Peter Jackson and Spielberg, as Doctor Who fans, said, it's all right, go off and do that instead. We'll get somebody yeah. else in. Yeah. But... You know, it was the start of that feeling that Doctor Who fans started to get at this point where mm. you think, is he doing a bit too much? Yeah. Is he not focused enough on the show? Yeah. And, that, and, you know, that takes a level of thinking you understand somebody's work ethic and yeah. kind of going, can somebody juggle all that work? Yeah. Maybe somebody can. Think mm. about how many fingers that Russell had in yeah. however many pies. You know, there was a lot going on there. There was a lot going on. And but I guess very he... involved in lots of things going on now yeah so it's yeah but i guess that was all tied to doctor <clears throat> who it's not like sherlock completely different thing that's true tintin completely different thing that's true. i mean i guess he wasn't as involved in tintin yeah. as he was obviously sherlock yeah um yeah I, I i think sherlock is the detriment of doctor who mm. for this this, Sher this tenure yeah sherlock <clears throat> sherlock is the worst thing to happen to doctor who yeah Wow. I've, yeah, there we are. Let's unpack that a bit more. I've put that put on a t-shirt. What do you what do you explain to the viewers? What do you mean by Well, that? because I think he was more interested in doing Sherlock. I think he probably got a bit bored with Doctor Who. Mm. Quite quite quickly. Mm. I think he thought, Christ, that's a lot of hard work. Mm. Don't fancy that <laughs> all the time. I can do three episodes every two years. Mm. And that'll that'll be it. That'll be enough that's enough. Yeah. I, I, God, you just I think maybe he just thought, Oh, I need something as a palate mm. cleanser. 
But you take on a, a whole other TV show that yeah. you're executive producer and writer of. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a hefty amount I'm, of work. I'm amazed the BBC let him do it. Really? I'm but, amazed the BBC said, whoa, hang on a minute. I suppose they thought, well, you've got a co-show running with Mark Gatiss there to take the load off. You can off. take the load, yeah. Yeah. But you can tell that Moffat's fingerprints oh, are all over, all over Sherlock. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like, Mark Gatiss doesn't write like that. No. For better or worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, he doesn't write like that. Yeah. This, is, this is all Stephen, surely. Yeah. Um, there you go. Uh, first thing that struck me watching this mm. is how awful that costume is that Matt Smith's wearing. It is appalling. And then, and then he takes the jacket and the Stetson off uh, yeah. for like half the story anyway. Yeah. And you think, what's the point of putting him in yeah. that outfit? Was it, it just is... to differentiate between the two parts? I think it might have been. Give just him a to... different colour bow tie. <laughs> it is horrible. I don't know who signed off on that. Who's... I just don't... I reckon it was Matt Smith. Reckon? I reckon I reckon he liked that look more than the tweed look because mm. I'm sure there's some photos of him when he was doing screen tests. Yeah, and he's got a long coat on in one he of does, those. Yeah, so maybe he's like, "Oh, I'm going to get my long coat," and then yeah. the Stetson ties in with the cowboy whole thing. Cowboy thing, and yeah. maybe it was like a BBC America thing. Can he oh. wear a Stetson in every episode? Um, like, I, yeah. I, and then I guess. Um, Oh, who's the costume designer from Red Dwarf that comes in? And that's oh, Howard Burden. Howard Burden. You know, then he comes in. Yeah. And then he's oh, like, and then it's just it's the best. The best costume. Yeah. yeah I love that purple. Get him yeah. out of that stinking bloody military jacket. Yeah. Because it's so like David's. Yeah. It's like... It's David's but green. Yeah. It's and it just looks weird. Colour. It just doesn't go with a no. bow tie. And no. It, it's so odd. I just don't know what that was all about. It's horrible. Um... Talking of, of costumes, mm. we see the Cybermen for the first time. They're trying on skinny jeans in the uh, <laughs> yeah. locker room and they need a bit of help. Um, Cybermen in a department store. Is this the lowest <laughs> that we've ever seen the Cyber race? Is this their lowest point yeah, in their history? Yeah, I mean, like, you think, uh, well, we have been trudging around in shit in previous stories <laughs> in the sewers, but this is pretty bad. This is pretty bad. Other, other monsters looking at them going, guys, come on. come on, you're buried under a department store. Yeah. We've at least got a couple of planets. It's, cl it's clearly Primark. Yeah. Oh, it's... Now, uh, claim, my claim to fame with this on. story yes. is that uh, a girl who is on one of the checkouts uh, went Not to sure my... Not sure once. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she did go to my college. There you go. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So... I was trying to work out when I was watching this. Right. Is it? Is I guess they're shooting it late at night when no one's in the store. I would have thought so. Yeah. What, what are the rights for babies on those sets? <laughs> <laughs> are they allowed to be up at that time? I don't know. I mean, they'll have multiple babies on yeah. set, but like, are they allowed to be? <laughs> bring out baby number two? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one's broken. I thought that. Crying and shaking. You know, himself. I was thinking this. This is a. You know, I don't. I don't want to go too too much into this. Go but on. I was thinking, you know, Matt Smith's got the baby, and there's a lovely. There is a really lovely scene. Yeah. With him and the baby, mm. and you know, he gives it a little kiss on the head. It's mm. all very, very sweet. And I thought, oh God, at what point are we going to end up going? Uh, that baby didn't um, didn't um, <laughs> grant permission for to be used in this filming. So. Like, at what point... I thought you were going to say, at what point do we find out that the actor that played Stormageddon is like a right-wing <laughs> nut or something? <laughs> like, another, might be now. There's another turf involved another, in Closing yeah. Time. Oh, Great. No. Oh, God, the third one. I tried to find out the name of the actor who played Alfie. Oh, yeah. I couldn't find... Yeah. Oh, just, you know, they get, oh, let's get that out of the way. Stormageddon. I fucking hate that shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
It goes on a bit too long. Yeah. The first line, it's funny. Yeah. The occasional reference to it, you know, but it's, yeah. I, the doctor needs somebody else to talk to other than Craig mm. because his companions are there. Yeah. And so he ends up just expositing to this baby. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot of talking in this and not much actually happening. Yeah. I mean, the Cybermen don't really get much of a look in, do they? No. Um, and obviously they've, they distressed the costumes because the costumes are very shit by yeah. now. They've had a few runs and mm. they're like, oh dear, these are looking a they bit rude. They still look okay though. They still look okay. Because they're, they're dark and they're lit. They're yeah, lit, they're lit yeah. well. Uh, and that whole Cyberman ship looks pretty cool. It does, yeah, yeah. Um, there is one Cyberman whose costume clearly doesn't fit properly. Really? Yeah, because his shoulders are like right up here. Uh, He's got no neck. Oh no. And it's like, the silhou- I was watching it, I was like, the silhouette of you is really wrong and you're yeah. like the lead Cyberman. It's like, oh, oh no. you need to pull your, your armor down. It's That's like, oh, dreadful. This is like Attack of the Cybermen. Yeah. But it's, it's there's no with- difference but the only difference between classic who and doctor who is 20 years yeah that's like, it there's still the same it's issues the same there. old shit it's brilliant yeah um i mean 100% the same program i, <laughs> I deny anybody who says it isn't <laughs> it absolutely is yeah um i know you're not too fond of i mean i wasn't that that against the baby stuff but mm. I like seeing doctors when they interact with kids. Yeah, yeah, and especially yeah. Matt Smith. He did. I, yeah, I put it in my notes. That scene when um, yeah. Craig's gone out and he's got the baby and, and he's trying to put him yeah, to bed. Yeah, yeah, that seems nice. The, 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 the stuff. That's really lovely. I and like the nice. stuff in the in the supermarket in the superstore as well with him uh, showing the kids how to fly that. Oh yeah, that's really good as well. Gathers them, gathers them round. Yeah, it's it's always sweet when the doctor does. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, no, I, I like that. Um, I mean, yeah, the whole the whole thing is just stupid. Yeah. It's unfortunately. Oh, another link. Yeah. Uh, my brother worked with James Corden. And, what, on, and he was a nightmare. No, he was alright. He was, he was right. nice. Oh. It was on Teachers. Um, yeah. He was nice. They had a little chat. Okay. This is this was before he became famous, so yeah. he wasn't a big-headed dickhead. Right. Um, yeah. Should we talk about James Corden? Oh, he's irritating, isn't he? Uh, the thing is, the, the issue with this, I think, is that it's trying to do the lodger too. Yeah. But the the magic isn't there. No. Like, as much as I dislike James Corden as a screen presence. Yeah. Or, you know, I find him, you know. <laughs> as a human being. <laughs> no, nah, but you know, like, he's he's irritating to watch. You know, he is, he's, isn't he's he? one of those people yeah. that you can't quite put your finger on it. But Have you seen that Limmy just... thing where Limmy talks about where oh, he, he does doesn't... the impression yeah. of his laugh. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. It's that falseness, isn't it? Yeah. But it's, it's there. Yeah. And he's bang on the money. But I'll tell you what isn't there. What? That same chemistry that Matt Smith and him had in the lodger yeah. is totally non-existent here. Yeah. I gathered that they probably just didn't Who gel as well on yeah. the set this time. Maybe James Corden had gone full James Corden and he was just not that person I, I, to work with on this one or I reckon by this point James Corden was like I, I'm better than this he's looking at the states at this point isn't I think he? he's he just is. about to make yeah, the jump he's think... already made lesbian vampire hunters oh yeah that, that was a thing isn't it Paul McGann's in that is he he plays the priest in it I oh think oh my god Paul come on oh. we'll have to ask him about that uh, at some point Cybermats they're really good that is the best thing about this episode what have they converted though honey badgers <laughs> What's wrong with their gums and their teeth? I don't like that. I even prefer the bristles on the tomb ones because yeah. at least they're weird and creepy. Yeah, this true. is just a bit too on the nose. Like, yeah. how do we make it frightening? I'll give it organic teeth. Yeah, it's just a bit like. Nah. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it doesn't bother me. I don't. No. Mind, I don't mind them. Um, I, that is. 
that is the thing that I have the least issue with, I think, in this whole yeah, the story. Yeah. yeah. They look, they look, the, yeah. the redesign of them, they look great alongside the Cybersmen. They've done a really good job of porting yeah. that over. Cybermats were supposed to be in Silver Nemesis. Really? But they and I think I think Mike Tucker did a design for them, right? Which I think is the one that turns up in more, more than, than thirty years. years in the oh, okay. It probably is. <clears throat> That's cool. It is cool, isn't it? Um, and yeah, they rejected it. Oh. So instead, you get that really lame bit where the police officers get gassed oh. by that thing, and it leaves all the it leaves all this powder, powder on the floor. Yeah, yeah. It obviously hasn't discharged properly. Cocaine. Uh, <laughs> Um, Co-keds at the Millennium Stadium. The bloody skinheads are turned up again. Millennium um, Dome, isn't it? Yeah, Millennium Dome, yeah. No, it's not a Doctor Light episode. It's a Companion Light episode. Yeah. Oh, that, I hated that bit where they they just turn up. It's like, what the fuck are they doing here? They're living in Colchester now. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. And then she's the big billboard. That is such a weird journey for a Companion to Mm. become a bloody supermodel. Because... Or whatever she is. You see... So Asylum was the, was it the first bit of this second half? Was Asylum the first episode? No, no Asylum's the following year. Asylum, Asylum hasn't happened Asylum yet. Asylum hasn't happened yet. Oh my God, <laughs> I get so confused with this time in Doctor Who. So we've had Let's Kill Hitler shit. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was the first episode that of the second That was the first, I remember that just being right. appalling. And then is it... No, no. And, and Dinosaurs is the year after as Dinosaurs well, Dinosaurs is the year after. Oh, I, don't know, I don't know the episodes in this season. The Ganger two-parter. That's in the first half. Not A Tank Called Mercy. That's the year after. That's the year after, yeah. Let's see how many we can name. Impossible Astronaut, Day of the Moon. Curse of the Black Spot. Shit. Uh, the Ganger two-parter. Um, that's okay. And people really hate that story. I actually don't mind it. No. I think that is the one that I have the least issue with out of this entire season of Turd. Yeah, I'd say. It's all right. It's, it's fine. Yeah. At least it's a two-parter. Yeah. There's stuff going on in yeah. it. Um, the finale. So it's Let's Kill Hitler. Let's Kill Hitler. It's, it's the one straight after the break. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 there isn't. So we've got the ganger one. Then it's A Good Man Goes a to Good War. Good Man Goes to War. Which I remember people raving about how brilliant it was. And I remember watching it thinking, this is shit. What is? What are people enjoying about this? Mm. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get the love for this season. I, I think there's there's plenty of time to discuss this because <clears throat> we get the the final scene and it just brings everything back about that year. Yeah. River, Madame Kaverian, this shady cabal with the eye patches. Yeah. Who are also in league with the silence. Yeah. Silence look fucking great. Silence are fantastic. I and love the silence. Such great design. Yeah. It is, you know, Stephen Moffat going, can I do another monster mm. where you look away and something happens? Yeah. But... It's cool. It it's is a cool. really cool I, I, design. Yeah, I really like the silence. It's and a shame that it got entangled in all this yeah, shit arc. Yeah. Because it is a shit arc. It is a shit arc. Um, the sonic screwdriver <clears throat> in this story, I think it's one of the he's, most egregious uses yeah, he's of it. wrangling it all over the it's, place. It, fucking laser <clears throat> bolts come out of it. Yeah. On two occasions. What's that about? And then they use the special sound effect, hidden sound from effect. From the TV movie. Yeah. And you can see, it's been, I, I can't yeah. remember the website, but there was a website which had little sound bites and they got it off of that website. Because you can hear the a soundtrack. A bit of the soundtrack, in, yeah. You can hear a bit of the TV movie soundtrack. Ooh, get the table. It's really badly mixed, that. It, yeah, because it's, it's like a really poor sound quality, sound sound quality sound because it was like uploaded onto the internet in like the 90s. Yeah, like, I, I remember, know exactly the website know, the, that you're yeah. talking about. Um, it was all like, like animated GIFs of like, yeah, Daleks and Tardises. What was on around. that? 
Davros saying, yeah. Exterminate. Yeah, all that yeah. Kind of stuff. It was all, oh, it was great. Um, Art Mabel is in this from Come Outside. Oh, Linda yeah, Barron. Linda Barron, yeah. Linda Barron's in this. That's nice to see. So that's another Doctor Who alumni coming along. Captain so Rack from Enlightenment and the singer in, for uh, uh, Gunfighters. There'll be blood upon the sawdust in, in the, the last chance saloon. Do you like the Gunfighters? I do <clears> like the Gunfighters. I like the Gunfighters. Yeah, it's up there in terms of the historicals mm. from that era, I think. Yeah, I know people hate it, but I like it. That and that and the Aztecs, I think, are the mm. easiest Yeah, I, I do like the Gunfighters from that era. Because it reminds me, when, when, I, when my brother was doing a lot of Amdram yeah. back in the day um, with a company called Wops. Um, they did like stuff like Oklahoma and then you get your gun. Right. And, all this uh, sort of stuff. and I always used to say to dad, it's like, this is Wops doing Doctor Who. And it is. It right. just feels like, well, yeah. it just feels like some old. Amdram theater. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> um, I am the Doctor. That is a really good piece of music. Shame they just use it all the time. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. It does kind of kill it. it, it, it and it's at this point that they... It's Series 6 Every is... fucking episode. <laughs> I just get this impression that Matt Smith just has to go for a piss and it's just there. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what it's like? It's like Dr. No. When yeah. Sean Connery is just kind of walking around his hotel room and they play the Monty Norman theme. Like, what? He's not doing anything. He's just walked from there to there, farted in between. And yeah, Monty Norman's come nuts, out. Nuts. Um, but it's it's nice to hear it because it's a great piece of music. It is a great piece of music. Um, I remember when, yeah, I remember at the time thinking, my God, play yeah, something else. Yeah, I know. It does get really tiresome after I got a funny feeling that Maybe they were just like, oh, we, we need to save money somewhere. So we we just, have a, we'll have less music from Murray. It, it does. And it gets less and it less. It does, yeah. Less, to the point where you're just like, this is from two seasons yeah. ago. This is from... This is a, this and is, I hate that. And this is the mix from the CD soundtrack as well. This yeah. isn't like they've pulled it out of the archive or no. they've done a different recording or a remix. This is it's, literally track 12 yeah. from the Series 5 soundtrack yeah. being played. I, I, that was my one complaint about the new... I don't think it really happened so much necessarily in the Chibnall era, mm. but certainly with like Moffat and Russell's time, I miss having completely mm. new scores for every story. Yeah, um, I hate that like library style of mm. well, we'll record so many tracks and just loop it and do it yeah and that it, it just feels i don't know it if just feels ever, a bit cheap if you ever feel like you're missing out on watching uh, or listening to murray gold series five series six soundtracks on tv turn the apprentice on yes because they use it all the time on the apprentice yeah. it's just become library music now yeah it's a bit like that that theme tune from the beginning of um Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when Arthur comes down the steps. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. That's yeah, used yeah. in everything. Yeah, it's just yeah, become yeah. library music. Like yeah. Murray Gold's just become the library music dude. Um, I'm going to ask you a question, Matt. Right. Silence will fall when the question is asked. Mm, what is the question and what does any of that mean? It means nothing. It's an old nonsense bollocks. That's what it is. Have a go. The, well, the question is Doctor Who. Yeah. And what's what what is what is the silence? Does it literally mean the silence? Oh, the silence. <laughs> the silence will. The silence will will. Silence will be fall. defeated if the doctor asks. If the question is asked. But they're a church, aren't they? Yeah. Church of the silence. Let's see if I can remember. So church of the silence. Silence will fall. The church of the silence will fall. And I think it means everything. So I think it means like literally the end of everything. Right. But it's like a bit of a double meaning. Yeah. Because he's trying to be clever. Um, 
That's what gets confusing about yeah, it. Yeah. Because it's, it's a nebulous concept anyway. Yeah. And then you're trying to add like a yeah. double meaning. Yeah. Oh, it's like, but what, what does it mean gives, in the beginning? Yeah. Before you start adding these things on top. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, everything will come to an end because by answering the question Doctor Who, by the Doctor revealing that his name is actually Jeff, yeah. the Time Lords will come mm. through Amy's crack yes. and the Time War will begin again. Okay. And the universe will be destroyed. Okay. I think. Right. I'm there. And, and how does that tie into him being killed at Lake Silencio? Because if, if he's, he's killed, dead, he can't... can't answer. He can't say, my name's Jeff. Right. No. Okay. That's a little reference to 22 Jump Street. Thank you. My name's Jeff. Yeah. Uh, God, that hasn't been heard on the internet for about three yeah. years, has it? The COVID-19 pandemic put pay to a lot of memes. <laughs> and that includes my name's Jeff. Um, yeah. Okay. Is that a, That's I, the first that, time I've understood. And then somebody in the comments is going to go, actually, actually, you've not quite, quite got it right. You're nearly yeah. there. And then we're going to go, oh, oh fuck off. Come then. on. <laughs> All right, then. Because actually, if you watch Pond Life, there's a reference to it. It's like, fuck. Like, <laughs> I have to watch nine different spin-offs. Oh. Um, anyway. It is a shit. And what happened art. in the finale? Cause, I can't. I never remember it. Because this is the one with um, Winston Churchill. Mm, in a toga. In a toga. Matt Smith uh, with a beard. Matt Smith with a beard. The train going into the pyramid. Yeah. The. Uh, I remember watching the trailer. That, that was one of the last times I watched a trailer for Doctor Who, um, until the Jodie Whittaker era, where I remember going on Gallifrey Base afterwards and being like, right, look at frame by frame. Yeah. Who's that behind that door when it when it right. cracks open? Like, what's yeah. going on there? Because I, I, I don't remember anything about that finale. I, I remember very little from Series Six in general. I was thinking about this. I think. I think watching Closing Time for this was probably the third time I've ever watched Closing Time. Possibly mm. the second time, actually. Yeah. I think actually it was the second time I've watched Closing Time. Yeah. Um, oh no, I did it in my rerun, so this would have been the third. And then literally the same for most of the episodes of this series. Yeah. Because I just remember thinking, I'm done with this program. Mm. I'm going to watch Tortured. We should probably do a Series 6 watch like yeah. maybe do maybe do the two the, the opening two-parter yeah now i like that story yeah i like that one well we should do that then yeah we've been doing a lot of matt smith yeah maybe we should stick with that and do do that opening or the, what's the lowest ranked matt smith story probably curse the black spot isn't oh, it oh that is shit that's pretty low down that is a poor problem. hugh bonneville oh what a bad story um, what are they doing this series i don't know i don't know there's so many people that love this this series, though. There's so many people that Series 6 is their, is their favourite. I know, it's mad. I, I, you know, you don't want to come across like... But I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't understand, I don't this understand is, it. This is like this is where the rot set in for mm, me mm. and my love of the programme. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, mm. they've gone downhill now. And there are, you know, on the whole, there aren't many things that we're just like, don't get it. Yeah. We try and find well, something Yeah, we do. But... What, let, let's, let's, let's get something out of this. What's what? What's the best part about closing um, time? And not individual scenes, like because I, I agree, I love that scene with the baby. With baby, that's good. <laughs> Cybermats, hey. Cybermats. <coughs> it's kind of. I do. Enjoy, I do think that all the great. stuff with Linda Barron thinking that those. The, yeah, the, there are a couple. Do, there are a couple. And that's funny. That scene when he's like, "I'm going to kiss you, Craig." That's, oh, I fucking hate that. Do you not scene. like that? I, just like, I thought oh, it, it's so. I, it goes on a bit it's too ridiculous. much. And then Matt Smith is there. Yeah. Come here. Go on, go on. So he's like this. Yeah. And then he's there. He's, he's literally wanking the Sonic. I can't tell he's what going, he's trying to do with no, it. No, no, mate. I'm like, why are you wanking that? Because, but, but then he's like, he's like, he kind of. 
What? How does he use his sonic? Because sometimes think it, he's like he's doing this and he's doing, and, and then sometimes he's got the thing out and it's got two settings now. Yeah. Because it's got a flashlight on it <coughs> and it's got a flashlight on it and then it's got and it's got this. So, I mean, it's a nice sonic screwdriver though. It's a nice. It is cool. It's a nice prop. Yeah, it is good. It's it's a, a, and good, it's a great toy. And it's a great toy. Yeah. But it just doesn't. Series six, stay away from me, man. <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, like when you compare, when you compare the. Matt Smith one to the Peter Capaldi one, which is just an over-designed yeah, mess. Yeah, I know, but that's because that's like, oh, we've got to sell toys, man. Yeah, it is. That is the toy one. Yeah. That is in a like a Batman DC Comics parlance. That is like Joel Schumacher of Sonic Screwdrivers, where yeah. it's like, we, you need to make it toyetic. What a load of bollocks. Anyway, yeah. uh, that's closing time. Uh, anything else? Anything else? That we need to... Madam Kovarian. Oh, we yeah. never find out who she is. No, she's no. just like, oh, hello, I'm yeah. Madame Bavaria. Yeah, who gives a fuck? No, you're a shit baddie. Yeah, you're a shit baddie because you have a, literally no character. You don't. Your character is, I'm evil. You're and a I, bad old woman. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Because is, is she even in charge of the oh, fucking no. church in <laughs> I silence? I, I don't think she knew. I don't think Stephen knew. I don't think anybody knew. And what's the eye patch thing about? That is so you don't get your head frazzled by a silence. So you remember. Okay. That is, I remember that. Okay. Right. Because that's why in the series six finale, they're all, they've all got bloody eye patches on. They and they were all wearing eye patches. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that fucking story. Yeah. I love it. I turned around and they were wearing They're all wearing eye patches. Um, Closing time. There you go. I can't it's a very any apt, more out of it. It's a very apt title yeah. for that era. Closing time. Closing time. I think it's it's clo it is closing time. This is going down. Closing yeah. time. What did they? How did they steer that ship round again? Because it's, ob it's obviously, but for some people it's not. For some people that's their favourite era of Doctor Who. But God. I can't watch it without thinking this just isn't. This it's not working. No. Yeah. 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 Just is not is not quite right anymore. Yeah. It's it's series five, brilliant. You yeah. know, on the whole, there's you know, yeah, there's a, few, there's a few there. duff ones, but that's the same with every like it, most seasons. Yeah, isn't it? and and you, you'll always get highs and lows in a series, but series yeah. six is just it just it's on an it's on another yeah. level of just oh god complex. That's one. That's, oh night that's terrors. Right. That's another shit one. That was shot in Bedminster. That was wasn't shot around it? the corner. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Night Terrors wasn't great. Oh, uh, oh that was what the was that even well. about? What's the baddie in that? The the, do the doll thing that was called the peg dolls. They look cool. Is it not that the, the kids own like oh, he's nightmares? A, he's and an alien, isn't he? The little boy's an alien. Is and he? His nightmare. Yeah, I think so. And his nightmares. He's like psychic or something. And his nightmares are like manifesting. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I've just completely come up with an alternate story, Maybe. which is better. I um, yeah, didn't like this story at all. No. It's still, it's still. I, I, you know, I just want to refer to my. I didn't look yeah. at my notes at all for Silver Nemesis. No, because it was just like I know that's. I know that's story inside out. Yeah, I've seen it so many times. Yeah. Um, whereas this, um, the, the only I, I was trying to find links between them. There's a there's lines you know references to. Have you noticed the power's been going out recently? Yeah. I thought is that you know it's trying. It's trying is it, is to it, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. Uh, my last note is I cannot begin to describe how much I loathe the <laughs> rivers the river song stuff. Um, yeah. It, TikTok. Oh god. Oh. I'll stick her in a spacesuit. What does it all mean? <laughs> I just what. Oh, it doesn't mean anything. Oh, I just hate it all so much. I just don't get it. 
I just didn't get it. Like, there's nothing. And then I remember at the time, it was like, oh, you know, all the, no, the, the doctor is officially dead. He is dead on Lake yeah, Silencio. I know. It is definitely not a robot. It's a fucking robot. But oh no, it wasn't because mini 11th doctor was inside the robot. So he was there really. Ooh, freaking bollocks. It's so crap. Hate it. I think Matt needs to. Oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see you in, in a couple of minutes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Folks, welcome to Dungeons and Randomness. Since 2012, myself and an amazing cast of 18 have been telling stories in our homebrew world of Theria. Four different groups explore lost ruins, run for political office, rage against a mad king, set sail to long forgotten islands, and so much more. Every group has a different story and flavor, and every season or arc has a new set of groups and stories all building the history of our world with every single session. Literally hundreds of hours of stories are waiting for you as part of the Pickaxe Network. Check out Dungeons & Randomness wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you around the table. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for that part of the show that we've just decided to do for these next two episodes. Uh, it's viewer questions. We've asked you to submit your questions on Instagram and Twitter. We're going to go through a bunch of Twitter ones here, and then in the next episode, we're going to do a bunch of Instagram ones. And um, we're going to try and keep it generic so that if anything kind of happens in the intervening weeks, where, because we're double banking today. Yeah. We're double banking today. So if you see any kind of things going on in the world of who, unfortunately, we haven't been able he's, to cover He's it. going off on a secret shoot on a, for uh, yes. the Blu ray collections to New Zealand. Exactly. So, I'm uh, fine. Speculation. The, that would be, that, what a budget they'd have for that <laughs> if they flew all the way over. We want you to do a documentary about the superannuation adverts. <laughs> right. Okay. Talking about superannuation, this one comes from Jenny, Dimensions in Jen. Oh. Best three of these, very canon, on screen, 90 specials. So I'm going to go through as many of them that I recognize as possible. Search out science, search out space. Oh, called? are we talking about the actual. The, yeah, the, the kind of. Okay, yeah. Right. The Sharda kind of linking. Sharda! Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry, um, oh, the microphone probably. Dimensions in time. Yeah. Whatever this is with Sylv with a toadstool behind him. Oh, I have seen that. I, have this on I, screen, I maybe. like Sylv with the long hair. Yeah, it, it works, it works really it? well. I mean, yeah. it works well in the movie as well. Uh, TV movie, obviously. The superannuation adverts. Destiny of the Doctors. <laughs> Why does the master look like he's that's a very interesting it's, shot. It's not great. It's not great. Anger, I feel like it? I'm his todger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Curse of Fatal Death. The linking stuff for uh, Crusade. The Crusade. That is the Crusade. Doctor Who Night. Uh, the Web of Caves. Web of Caves. That's uh, Death Comes to Time. Yeah. Real Time. Yeah. Sharda animated. Yeah. Shalka. Yeah. Right, three of those. Which ones are you going to pick? Um, okay, best ones. Um, right. Nothing from the bottom. Yeah. That's sorted. Yeah, so none of the anim animations. None of that. No. Um, uh, right, Dimensions in Time. Yes, yeah, same. TV movie, because it's the TV movie. Yeah. And, oh, 
That, the third one's tricky. I think it has to either... Oh, it's, got, it's either going to have to be Tom Baker and Doctor Who Knight or Tom Baker doing Sharda! Doctor Who Knight. We can eradicate a version of Sharda from the universe. Oh, and no, uh, we, Cleopatra. You want a woman? Oh, <laughs> we can get rid of that. Too. That's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, this is from Matthew Purchase. If you had the cho choice of all 97 missing episodes being returned, but there will never be another new episode of Doctor Who, or those 97 are gone forever, but there will be con constantly be a new series of Doctor Who, which would you choose? Oh, that's a tricky one. Is it? Oh, really? Mm. That's a tricky one. That isn't hard in the slightest. No, nah, you, you, you would have to say more Doctor Who. There we go. Let the old ones go away. I don't think, yeah, I don't think that's can hard. Can I do an alternative? Can I say we can re remove series six from the archives? Just from, from, from existence. <laughs> from existence yeah. and get all the 97 back. I'll do that. That yeah. sounds good. Um, what would you like included in a Wilderness Years Blu-ray collection set? What episode stories and what new special features from Philip Hawkins? Well, okay, this is a good one. Mm. Uh, obviously, some sort of feature hosted by two strapping young men yeah, who were fans in the wilderness years. That'd they be... might hail from Bristol. Maybe, um, yeah. Uh, that might be quite good. Um, Doctor Who night. Doctor Who night. All of all of the all of the Doctor Who nights, even the one in two thousand three. Oh yeah. Bas yeah. Everything right up until. Russell T Davis is doing a new version of Doctor Who. Up until that thing goes on the BBC website, yeah. it's all fair game. Any, yeah, literally any reference, no matter how minute, yeah. to Doctor Who within that period of time needs to be on that box set. Like somebody bringing something in to um, Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. If on the season 17 Blu-ray, we can have interviews with Lala Ward where she's talking about a mad fucking book. Have you seen these yeah, things yeah, about, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. What was it about? What was it? Something for dogs? Something about, yeah. It and was, it was bonkers. Odd. Oh, um, like the Zodiac for dogs or something. Yeah. Something mental. And you think, if that, <laughs> if that can be on there. Yeah. You know, I, I, any any appearance where they've gone, let's get Sylvester McCoy in. To totally. Make a yeah. tit of himself because Doctor Who's a, uh, that silly old shit show. Yeah, it'll be like, like it'll be that, if they it? can get him on GMTV. Um, when he was, what was he talking about on GMTV? There's like that, that started going round. Yeah, and there's the the. Oh, I don't know if they'd have the rights to that. There was that one for the 30th anniversary, I think, which mm. was Big Breakfast. Right. Um, I think Gary Russell was on that. Was he? Yeah, with Sophie Aldred and some other people. Yeah, yeah, I think so. All of the so death comes to time. Basically, everything that was on that photo thing that. Jenny yeah, that all had to be on that box. All set. of that has to be on there. What new things would you commission? Would you do something about Dapple? Something about Dapol. Something about the exhibition. Maybe they could get the most renowned YouTuber for Doctor Who toys so Maybe. to do that. Yeah. Who's that? I don't know. Um, yeah, all of that stuff. All that stuff will, will have to go in. Do that. Product Enterprise, you talk about that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like other things like exhibitions. I think this would be a yeah. prime thing to do an exhibition Definitely. documentary because. The start of like Doctor Who uh, online sort of yes. discourse, so like message boards, forums, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, I guess a documentary about the Virgin New Adventures, about Big Finish. But you think with stuff like the what was it, called? Doctor Forever? That stuff's sort of oh, been done, done that, isn't it? They've done oh, a lot. Yeah, I guess and so. that, that whole Wilderness Years documentary is pretty good. Maybe you could do. It's so long since I've seen it, I can't remember. One feature about oh no, that that kind of is that documentary. All the different attempts to bring it back, like the like yeah. the Amblin um, screen tests. Yeah. The the few things if it survives of location material from when they did, we're going to do Dark Dimension. Yeah. Anything to do with that. All of that stuff, yeah. Can go on there. Um, I mean, 
you know, it would never ever happen, but by some minor miracle, mm. a proper HD version of the TV movie, yeah. if they were able to get the the actual negatives and be like, right, that you can cool. remaster it and you can upscale the CGI. Maybe, maybe for the actual for, for the set, you know, it's not think about how many discs you you do. Yeah, but maybe each set has like a, a sort of documentary for the disc mm. and that is the main thing yeah and the rest of it is just it's all archive. like the, yeah 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 so the silver nemesis documentary if that's you know that that isn't on the set for that series yeah that should go on there that should go on there i imagine that um, would go on season 25 yeah if they can get the rights um, for it i mean there is a lot of stuff to populate a wilderness mm -hmm. years box set i'm really excited at the prospect of a wilderness years box set because i know some people are like oh well it's just going to be bits of all tap no but i think you know especially for us that was the sort of stuff that we would i don't know about you would get the call from mum and dad downstairs saying doctor is on the telly and then you'd come yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a dog there's a dog yeah, on the telly you know that was, that was it that kick cat advert's on quick and then you'd yeah, you yeah. go down the staircase yeah oh dear i think i've just given myself a hernia i was gonna run. say your back's bad anyway <laughs> yeah, I got, I back, back. got bad legs now um yeah so i think any of that stuff would be it, it, yeah, that, I'm really looking forward to that. What would the cover be like, though? It would have to be Paul McGowan would be. Front I think it has to be a big photo montage. And so then what do you have down the bottom, like? Sylve from Tom. the TV movie, Tom from Dimensions in Time. Um, yeah, Dimensions in Time. If we can please, yeah, that that'll please be on get there. Dimensions in Time and all the Noel linking stuff. All that stuff. Could you even maybe put some replica 3D glasses in there? A 3D version and a 2D yeah. version, and then like the extended version with all the missing, yeah. all the cut bits. Yeah. If they can, I mean, they'd have the rights now to use the Daleks in it retrospectively. Yes, so true. the use of the Daleks in it, because there yeah. was a Dalek on there the set. Was a Dalek there, yeah. So something like that would be really cool. Oh, that'd be good. Maybe do two cuts of it. Maybe do like the cut that went out. Yeah, release the GNT cut. <laughs> and then do like a, do a cut where like, right, we'll, we'll, we'll try and make it almost like it's a proper episode of Doctor Who and I like it. less wanky um, fluff. Good idea. You know, put the actual Sylvester McCoy music over the top and like you said, extend it, add the extended scenes in. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Like the Ian Levine edit that he says he's got. Yeah. Uh, big Finish come to you and say that you can make any box set of your choice. What do you do? That's from Matt Bevan. Oh my God. You do, you do Fugitive Doctor. Yeah, I guess you would, wouldn't you? You know? Yeah. I can't really think of many other I, I, aspects. I was going to say, um, there's not really <laughs> there's not really a lot that hasn't been done, is there, really? No. Uh, things you didn't even know you didn't want, they do. Yeah. <laughs> things I don't want, they do. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, yeah, what? I, I Honestly, there's, they, there's so much stuff that they do. Mm-hmm. That nothing really springs to mind, other, other than that. Other than fugitive fugitive. doctors, yeah. really the only sort of unmind thing. Oh, I've got one. Mm. A Avalon. Ah, uh, yeah, that's cool. And so it's all Sylvester McCoy is Merlin. playing the Merlin Doctor. That would be really cool. And it's all set in that other universe. I like that. That would be why they haven't done that yet. I yeah. have no idea. And you could have like Brigadier Bamberas in it, but yeah. she's like. Not the brigadier, she's like the man at arms of some like mystical army That's and all cool. this sort of stuff. Yeah. I like that. There we are. Nice one. Come on, big finish. Uh, Martin on Twitter, what do you think is the most underrated Chibnall era story? The most underrated. Thus far. Ooh. Oh, God. I can't 
really remember what what stories are what though. Um, I'd say the Sananga conundrum. Mm. Witchfinders is good as well. I don't think anybody, I love the people Finders. talked about that a lot when it first came out, but I feel like nobody really mentions we'll it anymore. It. Alan Cumming is great. Though, great, really good. Uh, underrated, yeah. I know people really don't like um, Kablam anymore. I, so I, people never, have sort I, of I, I, I didn't really like Kablam no. at the time. It was it was okay. I think it's the messaging that people have a problem with now, isn't it? It's just like because it's on the side of the big corporations and. It's on the side of Amazon and that sort mm. of thing. I think that's why people aren't really that fond of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I can't really think of a of an underrated story. They either seem to be good or shit. Or shit. <laughs> it's really interesting. There's no middle ground there for you. No, not really. Mm. I mean, like, I know people hate Orphan Fifty Five. You don't mind, but you don't. But mind I don't it. mind it. Like, well, that that would be a significant. So I guess one, I guess that would be all right. Like, I would prefer I prefer Orphan Fifty Five over Praxius. I think Praxius is dog shit. Really? I hate it, yeah. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> I think it's worth it for the effect of them exploding. It's so oh, yeah, they do. horrible. Oh, that's cool. I've only forgot. I, I've literally forgotten the story. M missed the trick not having sea devils involved. Yeah. There you go. Or Autons. We've got it now. We've got yeah. it. Oh, yeah, or Autons. Because it's it plastic. Makes it's all really plastic stuff. It was like, why would you not have the Autons in it? This is a great question. If you could have two monsters meet in an episode like Army of Ghosts slash Doomsday... Who would they be? I've got my answer. Have you got an answer? Wow. Yeah. Okay, what's your answer? Cataclysmic, universe-ending confrontation. Omega versus Sutek. Oh, that's cool. And, and the universe is caught in the middle. I like that. Two that's massive, cool. yeah, two massive, powerful beings. Oh, and the universe really good, is caught in the crossfire of it. Hmm. Because they're from, it's kind of the dark yeah, time. Yeah, or like yeah. Fenric, or Fenric, Fenric or, versus yeah. Sutek. Yeah. Or something crazy like that. That'd be really good. I, I do like that idea. Um, my one was going to be Sontarans versus Ice Warriors. And I did it, so. Yeah, that's a good one. I remember at the time people saying like, oh, this is actually, this makes a lot of sense. Why wouldn't they meet? Another Dalek Civil War. I'd be happy with another Dalek Civil yeah, War storyline. rather than the... Damp squib that was yeah. Revolution of the Daleks. Classic, classic Daleks versus versus new series Daleks. Yeah, because they'd still look great. Yeah, they'd still look great. What they should camera. do is they should have classic Daleks versus new series Daleks, and then at the end they become friends and they go and <laughs> merge together, and then they come out as those nice, those really good ones that um, Pridonian is. Yeah. On, um, oh, the, uh, the blue purified, blue, the purified ones. Oh, they're so cool. Oh, they're, so, they're so good. So cool. I, the, I the best Daleks. Would be baffled if they were not contacted at least to go like, oh, can we maybe pinch that yeah, idea yeah, yeah. slightly? Because it's the and it, like even the he he's put like the solar slats around the, the yeah. side. He's even got like solar panels or material to it. It's like oh, it's so clever. It's so, so good. So cool. If you were offered the position of showrunner, what new direction would you like to take the show in? For example, would you shake up the format of how the stories were told a bit like Flux did? I think I'd basically do Flux. I'd certainly keep it serialised. Yeah. I like that a lot. Maybe you could do, like, maybe a looser serialisation across the whole series. Yeah. So more like what you'd get with, like, um, a bad wolf or a torch Yeah. Word. But you, you have... Every episode ends with a cliffhanger. That... What, like I, in the Hutton era. I've always wanted to do... Six stories, two parts each, yeah. 12 episodes a year. You get 12 weeks of Doctor Who. Yeah. So it kind of, and, and a Christmas special. Yeah. You know, that would be fine. Be happy with that. Yeah, I agree. I think in terms of formatting, that's probably the one yeah. that I'd go for. Um, and then the last one. 
Who would be on your Mount Rushmore of Doctor Who actors? Anyone from companions to one-off characters. Should we do the Rod Mount Rushmore? <laughs> Mount Rod. The Mount, Mount Rod. Khalid. Khalid. Khalid's on there. Uh, who else? Who else is on the on, on the Mount Rodmore? Uh, just because we've mentioned it so much lately, I think Ursula should be one of those paving stones as you walk up. As you walk up the steps yeah, to, yeah. to it. Okay, fine. Yeah, I like that. Or like where they have a row of like presidents where they've pressed their hands into like yeah. concrete and it's just Ursula there. <laughs> That'd be great. Hello. Who else? Who else would be on the Mount Rushmore? Tom. Uh, yeah, but we're talking about like, that's a different, that's a different question. But if like Tom, Mount Rushmore, like 90s, Tom. 90s Tom. 90s Tom. 90s Tom. Superannuation Tom. Tom, yeah. Superannuation Tom is on, is on there. Um, there's gotta be, gotta be something. Gary Down, no. <laughs> um, the Rod, Rod related kind of ones. Um, yeah. Stephen Moffat. Stephen Moffat. Stephen, Stephen Moffat's on there. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen Moffat's definitely on there. How many people are on Mount Rushmore? I don't know. Four, five? Four, five. Let's say four. four Let's say four. Khalid. <laughs> Khalid. Stephen Moffat. Stephen Moffat. This is a killer's row. Mine <laughs> is Tom Baker. Superannuation Tom Baker. And um, K9 from the Australian K9 series. <laughs> Just his head jutting out of the mountain. That'll do. Fine. Thank you very Someone much. Someone on the internet, Photoshop that right now. <laughs> Cheers, Frenchie. That was a very good question. I like that one. <laughs> that was um, Silver Nemesis, closing time, and your wonderful questions. Thank, thank you, you very, very much. much. Send them in. Yeah, thank you for that. That was really good. We had a good laugh at that. Indeed. Uh, did. We had a good laugh at closing time. Um, <laughs> and we had a good laugh at Silver Nemesis, but mainly closing time. <laughs> mainly closing time. Um, but yes, thank you ever so much for watching and listening, or listening and watching, depending on what you're doing. Or if you're watching it, you're doing both, aren't you? Yeah, listening to it for you. And you're clever. That's really desperate. What? Uh, go on, go on. Never mind. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> See you next time.